This is episode 142, The Temple Space and the Indwelling Place with Lauren Faulkner. Welcome. I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hello beautiful humans and welcome to this week's episode on Woman Awake. I have a really beautiful conversation ahead for you between myself and Lauren Falconer who I am collaborating with on the Temple Space. So as you're listening to this, we've got about one week to go before we kick off the Temple Space with our first ceremony on Valentine's Day at 11am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Now, Lauren and I are diving into today's conversation to bring to light the essence and the energy behind the temple space and, of course, what's included and what it's all about, really, so that you can have an understanding. If you are interested, please make sure you join as soon as possible because the price is only $44 per month or $105 for three months in one individual payment, um, which is the founding member price. So after that, it will go up to $66, which is still really, really affordable. And that was our intention, which we'll talk through in the episode. So I'm going to leave you to dive into this conversation and get to know myself and Lauren and how her and I collaborate and connect and create and the essence and the energy and the frequency that is the temple space and invite you to touch on and to become familiar with that indwelling place with your inner temple space so that you perhaps can start to create some ceremony and devotion and ritual in your life that brings about this sense of consecration of making your life rich with depth and meaning I hope that you love this conversation and I hope to see you inside the temple space next week. Hello, beautiful Lauren. Hello, hello and welcome. You have graced this podcast before, but today I'm so excited because we are having a chat about our upcoming collaboration inside the temple space and just about us and all of the things that we love and what we want to share with our beautiful communities. So thank you for making the time and the space and for being here with me today. Mm, thank you for having me. I have a huge smile on my face. Me <laughs> <Yeah>, too. <laughs> <laughs> too. There's always lots of smiles and giggles when we are connecting and chatting. Yes, it's beautiful. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. So for those that are listening, before we dive in, I thought it would be really beautiful to explain a couple of important details and one is that Lauren and I have been friends for quite a few years and have journeyed in very similar and yet very different ways which is why we have naturally I guess and inevitably found our place at this point of collaboration 
So if you're not sure what I'm talking about, Lauren and I have recently collaborated on a free event called The Gathering, which was just delicious. It was an online sacred circle. And we are now moving forwards into the temple space, which is a monthly online ceremonial experience where Lauren and I will alternate in holding space each month and offering sacred, divine, delicious practices. All of that is so important. Those details will all be in the show notes. But what we really want to do is bring you into our world and into our heart and what lights us up and what the temple space is really about and why we think you, if this resonates with you, should be in there with us. (laughs) How does that sound to you, beautiful Lauren? Oh my goodness, it sounds like such a delicious and um, yeah, much needed conversation. Yay. So maybe we start with helping our beautiful listeners understand how we came to know each other and Mm. our journeys that have kind of led to this point. And of course, we could probably explain those journeys for five hours a piece. (laughs) The Cliff Notes version. So you mentioned in the gathering that we met maybe 10 years ago and I was trying to count back and I think that's pretty spot on. I think it's very spot on. Yeah. At a yoga festival. That's, That's correct. I remember that. At a yoga festival, and um, I remember the meeting very clearly. And without going into massive detail, it was what struck me about that conversation was just the depth of conversation. We did not know each other particularly. We kind of met a little bit, but we went very deep very quickly, mm. and um, and that's how it has continued. And our connection was yeah, it was intimate from the very beginning. Yeah, it was actually. You just summarized us. We go deep quickly. <laughs> we go deep quickly, and it's 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 a no shit kind of yeah. <laughs> relationship, and um and I think partly that was due to um our connection in the doula space as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even now as I'm talking about it, I can feel like um, Soleil bringing us your daughter together. Mm-hmm. Like that's I just you know have that really beautiful sense as well. Yes, because you, in that beautiful meeting, it was sharing with me all about your world as a doula and it was just so eye-opening and heartwarming and it just, it was like all the pieces clicking together and I remember filing your name away in my heart knowing that if by some grace of the goddess that I would fall pregnant one day in the future, that I would reach out to you. I knew I didn't need to research anybody else or find another doula, it was just Lauren. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And you were my support and our support for obviously both my husband and I. And I, I it was just incredible, the whole process, even leading up to the birth and obviously the birth. Mm-hmm. And I love telling Soleil the story that there is a beautiful friend of mine and her name is Lauren. And you've met her many times because she forgets every time. And she cut your umbilical cord and she finds it just so beautiful and fascinating mm-hmm. that there was somebody in my life in that moment that I was happy to pass that on to and say, you know, you please, you do that. I find that beautiful and fascinating. Yeah. Yes. It's just so special. It's very deep. Yes. It's very special. It really is. It is deep. Just kind of how you described before. We go deep, we go deep quickly. And that's the way it continued. And, and over the years, I feel like we've really stayed in such a beautiful connection. And um, we have, Claire and I have always had this desire to co-create something together. That's been bubbling for a very long time. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
Oh, I even remember little things like one day opening my front door in my apartment back in Coogee and looking down and there were these beautiful bright pink flowers from you that you'd snuck into my hallway and left something at my front door. And I just wanted to share that little memory because to me, it's an indication of your depth, your generosity, your beauty, your intention, your love, and your desire to nourish other people. And it comes from such a place of sacred service and alignment. And that's something that I've never forgotten, those little ways that you connect in and those little ways that you offer and love and devote to somebody else. So I just wanted to share that little memory because it's, it's to me such a pivotal, uh, it's just so important in our relationship, but also in what we're offering within the temple space as well. Yes. And hearing you receive that from your side, I remember finishing a yoga class, being in Paddington and getting a very clear message that that's what needed to happen. Mm. Um, and being really guided by that intuition or knowing and again that feeds in so much to what we're creating in terms of this you know being able to connect in and listen to that indwelling place and then follow it that's right um, and I was actually pregnant at the time and didn't realize it yeah, and I think I found I out that, that day <laughs> wow yeah I found out that day mm. it's very special so then we kind of just continue to sort of cheer each other on in our mm -hmm. own little separate journeys, knowing that there was always some beautiful resonance and alignment there. And I remember um, maybe two years ago now or three, uh, sitting down to practice one of the Magdalene womb yoga trainings that I was doing with our teacher, Anna, and getting a very clear, like you just said, that intuition, very clear guidance that I needed to copy the link and send it to you straight away. And I remember writing, I don't know why I'm sending this to you or I'm not sure if this is for you, but I felt like you perhaps might resonate with this. And that kind of really opened things up uh, for both of us because we en ended up not long after that journeying into priestess training with our teacher Anna under the Mary Magdalene lineage, which has brought us right up until this moment, hasn't it, of diving into this year-long and continuing process of embodiment and beauty and working with the sacred feminine and becoming sacred feminine artists and so much more. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I wanted to share that because I think it's really important that whilst you and I both have uh, very separate modalities and skills and expertise, which I think is fascinating, many of the things that you offer, neuro-emotional coaching, your doula work, the sacred feminine creations and art artistry that you offer. Whilst we have these very separate spaces, we've also come into deep alignment and found ourselves walking this path of the priestess, which feels both very ancient and like a deep remembering and also very new and exciting at the same time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm. When, when you sent me that, um, and it did say something like, I'm not sure if this is for you, but I knew it was. <laughs> I trust in your in your intuition so so much um, and I just remember watching that first experience with Anna not being able to even put into words right now what I might have been thinking or the thought process but just the the incredible yes in my whole being and we've talked about this a lot together but the remembering even from that one video 
um, was actually phenomenal. Mm. And so, yeah, um, yeah, just thinking about the beginning of that journey into priestess training and all the things that have come from that. I'm so grateful that you sent that to me. Mm, it wasn't me. I think it was kind of oh, like some sort yeah. of higher. <laughs> well, you did it in the 3D though, so. <laughs> That's true. I, I did hit send on the message. I will own that. <laughs> But, you know, I think I think that space of remembrance is probably a really beautiful place for us to unpack because as we get further and further in this conversation, I know we'll dissect a little bit more about what the temple space is really about. But that yeah. remembrance piece is, it, it's really quite, for me, such an integral part of my journey, this continuous return to I am remembering, I am remembering something, I'm re-downloading or re-accessing data and embodied wisdom and coming back to almost coming full circle but in of course a new way and I know that it's felt like that for you too so I'm wondering how that remembrance I guess shapes who you are and what you do and your desire to move forward with this work that we're creating because to me it feels like the more that I remember the less choice I have in saying yes to this part of myself, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah. I think the first place to start with that is the remembering for me brings um, a tremendous amount of um, calm, actually, and ease into my system because remembering is really different from learning or, you know, trying to take in in a mental capacity many of the things that we are experiencing. So that is so beautiful to be able to relax and open up to remembering and trusting that it's all, I already know this. Mm. So I have a tendency of really wanting to be very studious about most things. Mm-hmm, I um, do. Yeah. <laughs> And that's fabulous. And I love that part of myself as well, but this is really different. So sometimes to be completely transparent, I've had some difficulties even verbalizing exactly what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that has come. Yeah. I remember you saying that too, and have read different things that you've, you've written about that, but um, now I'm moving into this next phase of like, really deeply relax it's absolutely fine it's all okay and it's bubbling up from within you and say as much or as little as you need to but just allow yourself the full embodiment that's it right the embodiment of it yeah that has felt that's been difficult a little bit difficult to surrender to that yeah um but I think that's the truth of it for me in terms of the remembering and there was something else that I was going to say but it's popped off but it will it will drop back in but And I think that in terms as well of us sharing this work, this world, um, it's something that I want other people to know too, is that it all lives inside of you. You don't need to try hard. You can absolutely relax, be completely you and just allow. And um, I think that is something that we all, I mean, I don't know if we all need it, but it sounds so great. <laughs> yes, you all need it. <laughs> um, in a world where there's so much, you know, mental activity and doing and pushing and trying, 
this is something that is, of course, of the divine feminine. So it's something, in, you know, feels very different. That's right. And the journey that we're on in priestess training, I guess it's so important to preface here that you bring all of your years and years and years of knowledge and expertise and wisdom, and I bring it all of mine through. So we're filtering and seeing it through our own unique lenses whilst at the same time diving into the spiral of Mary Magdalene priestess training and the desert rose teachings and sacred feminine arts where we're diving into it in this spirally circular fashion that is not linear mm-hmm. and has asked us to just embrace the essence of mystical teachings which is embodying the mystery and allowing our mental plane I guess or the field of thought to just be quite and just allow it to be felt and I really love that you clarified the studious component because I am very studious and I love taking notes. But sometimes I have this experience with our classes and our journey and our practices where I just put the pen down and I'm like, I'm just going to try and listen. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to see if I can feel what she's talking about, attuned to the resonance of what she's sharing. Of course, we then have the practices and we have the obviously the experience to embody all of that. But can I actually trust myself to not have to write down every word and just feel it and take it in and know that if I haven't taken it in and it's because I'm not quite yet ready to and at some point down the track it will click which is actually what happened for me with the rosary um, with learning the Aramaic rosary and learning this completely different way of praying which of course we use the word rosary loosely but it's it's quite different and not not accessing it, not being able to access the wisdom of that teaching for the first year that it was offered when I was doing the Magdalene womb yoga training. And then the next year, it just dropping in so quickly and with such integrity and such depth that it was like I'd been praying that rosary my whole life. Hmm. It was really quite magical, actually. Yes, and there is so many magical things that happen like that in my experience um one thing as you were talking I you know always remember and know that our teacher Anna always says I don't want to get you too in the mind (laughs) (laughs) and I you know I'd hear her say that and then you know now I just I so appreciate that and so fully understand why she was doing all the things you know that she did but um even when we did the gathering there were things that dropped in for me in a way that I I was like wow and part of that is is exactly what you're saying you know you can do it and do it and do it and then suddenly there's this it just goes to a deeper level when you're ready um which is incredible and it's not to say before that it wasn't wonderful and amazing it's deepened it's just when it deepens it's beautiful in another way Mm. Um, but with the gathering it was so it was such an intentional experience like the temple space is and will be and I just felt the power of coming together with all those women and to me that was like wow Claire and I are holding this space and we are bringing these practices and you know all the things that the practical things yet here I am dropping even deeper into some of these practices because of this community Mm -hmm. because of the coming together with these women who all said yes intentionally and stepped into that space so um, it just became apparent to me, you know, I've been working in circles with women for so many years and still there's these incredible experiences that I have where I 
realize, wow, the potency is incredible. Mm. There's just something so, I guess maybe it's innocent about that, but also, um, what do I want to say? There's just, it never gets dull. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's just always another layer there and that's something that I've thought about actually in in the temple space and with you and I you talking about the years of experience that both of us have and we do 20 plus years of experience and we're very skillful at holding this space and we bring so many things to that that creates that safety and that skill skill that we have Mm. um So there's this incredible foundation that we bring and just thinking about this in terms of even my experience in the gathering, that yes, these practices that we're remembering are not new. These practices that we're bringing are not new, they're ancient, but there is this layer of newness that's coming in. I don't know if you feel that. I'm probably not explaining it in the best way, but it's like this incredible depth of foundation with this just amazing new and beautiful and wonderful, potent, powerful practices that we are now. It's like the icing on the cake. I guess that's in my mind what I'm seeing. Um, I wonder whether it's this remembering that we have, which is so ancient and so embodied for many of us perhaps who were once priestesses or moved in circles that, you know, embodied these practices thousands of years ago, for example. I wonder whether the layer of newness is that we are remembering at a time where we aren't in major threat or we aren't, Um, experiencing turmoil within our family lives or cultures or societies in such a threatening and horrendous way, which possibly happened in the past. And we're also bringing this new energy because we, we are modern, Mm. we're modern people and we have different perspectives and we're opening and our consciousness is widening rapidly. So I wonder whether it's this combination of things that kind of come together that make this feel really fizzy and poppy, but also, grounded and earthed and ancient and it's like how our teacher always says co-creating the new with Mm. the old the ancient with the new wisdom and even as you're talking to me it's just yes bringing in the divine feminine in 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 such a hmm, I guess in a new way um which is which is what it is which is what's making it feel so unbelievably beautiful and delicious and deeply nourishing oh, yes and the way you say it I'm always like oh my god say it again Lauren <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's what the mystery is right when we talk about mystery schools and mystery teachings the reason we use that word is because it is a mystery that we will never be able to fully pinpoint this is the answer or this is the why or this is the how it's a mystery and the process is embracing the mystery which is of course that surrender which is of course that intuitive trusting divine feminine space where there is no clear directives there are no um, clear-cut answers it's well what do you feel and that in itself is the teaching Mm -hmm. and what is it for you and that in itself is the teaching absolutely and that brings me like to the cycles you know it's um just having that cyclical wisdom that if there is something that we were going to follow that that is something that in my own life has been such a revelation and in our priestess training that really is you know the thing that we are doing is that we are really very very deeply following our cyclical nature and the cycles of the land and of the earth but the cycles of the cosmos um which is 
so beautiful for both women and men and just brings you into such a deep trust. Mm. Yeah, so it does. Yeah. You know, I, I loved when you mentioned before about, you know, it, this doesn't get old. It doesn't, like it doesn't lose its potency. It doesn't lose its magic. Th these, this journey that we're on obviously as priestesses, but obviously what we're offering inside the temple space as well. And I was just reflecting, as you said that, that I began this particular portion of my journey around about four or five years ago when I had this revelation that I wasn't embodied at all. My soul wasn't safe in my body. And that that explained quite a lot of what was happening for me in my life. And I realized that the space that I'm in now, and yes, of course, that includes the practices and the sadhana and the experiences and the rituals and the ceremonies. It doesn't get old because it has a refinement to it. Whilst moving in a yoga practice, for example, still I love to do a yoga class, of course, but unless you move deeper into the teachings that yoga actually comes from, the physical component of it does actually get old. It starts to feel a little bit same-same, for me at least, whereas this doesn't because underneath these practices and underneath the offerings of ritual and ceremony is this devotional place, and devotion for me is directly linked to what you mentioned, which is trust. And when we stay in that space and it refines even more, it becomes so subtle and the more subtle it becomes, the more profound it becomes in terms of how it ripples out into your relationships with other people, with your family, with your children, with your neighbor, all of it. It just continues to, like a water table land underneath us, it's feeding and feeding and feeding into the earth, even though we may not be able to see it or even detect it. This subtleness, I think, is what makes this ancient work continuously new for me at least is that something that you would resonate with or agree with absolutely absolutely even um going back to what I was saying before in terms of I had some real deepenings in our in the gathering um and you were talking about that in terms of the rosary you know I did it for a year but then something completely shifted so there is so many layers and so much depth and so many refinements and that is magical and beautiful and exciting and there's so much richness it, it, it yeah it quite simply never ends and I absolutely agree that gosh I mean I know that if I don't do my practice <laughs> even last night <laughs> to my husband I've got to go do my practices he's like you've got to practice those practices <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do honey I'm going um he knows it like on what level, you know, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, sometimes I'm like, do you know what I do in there? <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, I feel it if I'm not actually engaged, even mm. if, and I've heard that you say, you know, sometimes the practices are long. Sometimes they can be two hours. Sometimes That's it right. might be 10 minutes. But it's opening a doorway into that indwelling place and into your own inner temple, if you will. And just that connection, just that, even that very small connection or very long, very deep connection. Yeah, absolutely. Your frequency has changed the way you are then with your family and in your world and in your mind and your heart, everything is different. And this is the thing for me where I may not say it so eloquently, but I like want to jump up and down and just go, listen, <laughs> I have this thing. Do the thing. <laughs> There's this thing. <laughs> um, and it's incredible. And 
it can be really simple and they're these practices and you do them with your body and with your breath and with your sound, with your sound current and everyone can do it. Mm. It opens a door to something that will just blow your mind and that will connect you with your soul and with your multidimensional self, but also with your feet and with the earth and it will shift your relationships and you will know yourself more fully. You'll be so deeply nourished. Your nervous system is going to be changed. Um, and, and coming back to that, it's for everybody. Mm. And this is, you know, if we circle back to, let's say, Yeshua, um, to the Christ, um, that's what he was doing. He was saying, this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. This, this can be in the hands of everybody. And that's something that I feel very passionate about. And I think that that is, I've always felt that way. As soon mm-hmm. as I found something, like even beauty, for example, like beauty for me is something that is so connected with the divine feminine. I never had that language for it so much in the past, but I love things to be beautiful and therefore I'd want to share beauty with everybody that I can because I'm like, here, take some, have some, look, it's so Mm. amazing. It feels so great. And so it's very similar. Um, I feel what, what, what we, you and I have come together to create um, and what we're doing individually as well is this, is this, is like, we have something. It's so amazing. Come taste some of it. Come Mm. bring it into your life because it's for you it's not to be kept, you know, in some oh. secret vault. <laughs> no, no, I've got so many things to say to everything you've just said. I'm like popping. All of that was just so incredible and so passionately, articulately expressed. So don't ever question yourself because you, you do. You share it beautifully. I'm just thinking back to one of the most recent um, members who joined the temple space and she said, her spidey senses were going off the entire time during the gathering. And that's when she knows that she's in a place and a space that's crossing through dimensions and accessing the divine. And my heart just exploded when I read that. So I was like, yes, this is what we're here to offer because we have had the pleasure of being part of this community connection, consecrating our life, coming together in sacred ceremony dissolving these bridges between ourselves and the divine and this is beautiful cyclical experience which is oh I am the divine and there's the divine and I am the divine and we are all connected and just nourishing ourselves from the inside out and going in going into our own temple space when we talk about the temple space that's the name that we have for this offering but it's not because we're taking you and placing you outside of yourself and saying, here, bow and pray towards something outside of you. We're saying we're coming together, all of us, firstly, accessing our own inner dwelling space, as you said, our temple space. And in doing that, we then open our eyes and our heart and realize everything is a temple space. Everything is a temple space and everything we touch and experience allows us to come into ceremony and allows us access to ritual or feels like we're consecrating every moment of our lives, which, like you said, that's the whole point of what Yeshua was trying to do. He was a sacred rebel. He took all of this outside of the bricks and mortar outside of the buildings and said, hey, you don't need an intermediary. You don't need something else. It's right here. Let me show you. Let me show you. And that's what that's what we want to do. And I think back to the many 
beautiful women who have sat in ceremony with us either separately or together and the feedback that we receive, the visions that they have, the sensations in their body, the shifts, the subtle changes in their life, the way they start to show up differently in the world, how deeply cleansed or awakened they feel. And of course, one time is beautiful, but when they come on repeat and they start saying things like, my bleed every month is different, my blood is brighter and I feel healthier, or I feel this deep well of peace starting to open within me, or I find myself more grateful, or I fell pregnant <laughs> and I've been trying for a long time. <clears throat> Just like when we talk about the ripples, I'm trying to give some specific examples because it's like you said, we want to shout from the rooftops because you can't quite fully explain what it's like to come into whether it's five minutes of ritual or ceremony with yourself every day or two hours, whether it's beating your drum every day because the rhythm does something magical to your brain or whether it's holding your hands in a mudra while you do your mantra meditation or dancing, mm. dancing in a way that feels both ancient and new at the same time, whether it's any of that, mm. that is, that's what the temple space is. You're coming into sacred ceremony and you're using your body and your breath. You're accessing all of that through this vehicle that we've been provided with not to leave and disconnect from and disembody from, but it's all through our soma, our breath, our body, the way we move our hands, the way we access light language practices, it's our body, which is why this all starts to feel so embodied. We're not leaving it or disconnecting from it, which was a profound, profound, profound shift for me to access everything I was trying to access before right in my body. Which is why I want to tell everybody to do it. <laughs> it's just, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And um, yes. And the, the repetition is something that is, it is really important, but it's so beautiful. Mm. You can make it. That's what I just want to say is just can make it so beautiful. It can be so simple. Um, our teacher Anna recently talked about consecrating your home with sage or selepanto or um, pelisanto or a spritz or something. And she said, you know, it's really important. Consecrate your home. Consecrate each room that your beloveds are in. And, I, and just the way she says things and, you know, she says things and I hear them on a, on a really different level. And I have been doing that ever since. And I, every time I do it, I'm like, this is so simple. It's not massively ceremonial. It has some ceremony to it, but I walk through my home with my sage and I consecrate each room. Um, and just things like that help us again to remember that these are things that we did. These are rituals that we made space for and they changed our lives. And I'm talking in the past because I'm talking about, you know, the way that it potentially one, once was and what we are remembering, but that we have space for that now as well. Mm. And in, I don't know, Claire, how you feel, but, you know, so many of my clients and myself included are trying to figure out how to get the space, when to make time. I'm so busy. How do I bring all this into my life? Is it just another thing? You know, there's all these questions that we can have. Um, and they're really valid and really great questions and so relevant. And the answer is yes, yes, absolutely, we, we can. And I feel very passionately about making things simple, 
um, and yet going deeper. You know, I think there's something for everybody. That's right. In terms of that. Um, and you can take, and you will take what you need and what you have the capacity for. There's never any expectation, especially if I'm talking specifically about, let's say, the temple space. Um, but you simply will take what is perfect for you and what you can do in your life, and it will make the biggest difference, even if it is, like Claire said, beat on the drum or walk through your home with a sage stick. Um, I know that it sounds a little on the surface, perhaps, but that is the mystery. There is so many doors that we can open up just by doing those simple things. <laughs> um, and it yes, I think, Lauren, that's a really important point when you said it can sound a little on the surface, you know, like this sage stick or beat on the drum. And I understand it's like all these quote unquote spiritual tools that perhaps people think we're spruiking, but it's actually more uh, what it invokes in you and the frequency it brings you towards and aligns you with, then you, if you don't want to do any of that, of course you can go sit on the earth and lay in the arms of Gaia if that does the same thing for you. We're not really here to say specifically, no. you know, there's only one way. But what we are offering within the temple space are these really ancient practices and wisdom teachings and ways of moving our body and breath that are tools, of course they all are, but that we found are tools that help us embody with a little bit more depth and to, to taste and to align to a frequency that perhaps, mm, so not that I would say nothing else has done it for me in this way, but nothing else has found its way under my skin and into my cells in the same way. And I know because I'm continuing on almost entering my fourth year in this pathway. Mm. So it's, it's, um, yeah, they're tools on the surface. But, you know, I remember when I was first embarking on this journey with yoga many, many years ago now, and I just didn't resonate with mantra and mudra. It was just too subtle. The energetics of it was too subtle. I wasn't there yet. My frequency wasn't aligned to it. It was the gross physical body. I had to work with my physical body. I had to learn how to do a headstand, which I'm pretty sure I could probably do right now very wobbly in comparison and maybe fall on my face. But I don't care anymore because I've moved not beyond it but I've moved to the different stage for myself which is the subtle energetics which I wasn't ready for back then but I had to go through that particular process and then when I began this journey four years ago with Anna I remember saying to her I don't know if I resonate fully with mantra and mudra in the way that you share it and I don't know if I have the time for it I had a little baby at the time and she said just chant your mantra in the car when you're driving for five minutes and let that be it and then just see what happens yeah. or do it while you're breastfeeding, which is all stuff that I used to share all the time. But hearing it from somebody else, an invitation was like, oh, yeah, I do get to make it my own and I do get to pick and choose what resonates and what I'm ready for, what level of energetics I'm ready for here. And gradually, slowly, more space opened up. I remember within two months I remember looking at my life going, oh, my God, I have so much time. Mm. It's stupid how much time I have. I can't believe I even emailed her and asked her that question. I have time every day for a two-hour practice in the morning. I really do if I want to. So I wanted to share that because what we're offering the temple space is one two-and-a-half-hour ceremony every month with replays available and with access to all the replays every time they come up and stay in the online portal. And that in that two and a half ceremony, there might be one practice 
mm-hmm. that makes your body go goose pimply or you feel buzzing all over you or in your heart or you have a vision. And that might be the one practice that takes no more than three or five minutes that you integrate into your practice already or into your morning. Or you might resonate with an instrument that we play and it becomes part of your life and it's something that you sit and you do with your children and gradually you get more space to go deeper with that instrument. So I think it's really, really important that you raised that and you you shared that it, you get to make it your own and you will know what's right for you. I love that. As you were speaking just then, what came up for me is, yeah, um, really listen to what stands out for you because it's important. It's really important. So in the two or two and a half hour journey that we do with the temple space, like Claire said, there might be one little practice whatever it might be. And I'm just reflecting on me really hearing Anna the other day say, consecrate your space with some sacred smoke. Mm. Somebody else may not have even heard that, but I did. I really heard it. I mean, I've been using sacred smoke for years, but I heard it in a different way. And for me, what I feel from that is like, listen, that's important. You, for some reason, that's, that's resonating deeply. Um, and so I just, I love that. I love that we can come into ceremony and out of two and a half hours, yeah, there's probably one or two things. They're messages for you um, and they're important for you. And that's beautiful. You can take those and work simply with those um, or very deeply with those. Mm, I love that. The messages for you. Yeah. And the other thing I can say is just very quickly is like the devotion and self-love piece is so, I don't think we can not speak to that Mm. um, because do I have enough time well do I have enough time to be in devotion to myself and as women um not to make it anything about gender but we are so brilliant at our energy moving out and we're so brilliant at doing so many things that's literally the way that we work and it's wonderful Mm-hmm. yeah but very quick pathway to depletion and we know that and I'm sure everybody listening knows that and has felt that and so our capacity to actually just stop and be still and ground and move into a space of devotion for self and you know self-love again self-care it's such a buzz kind of phrase but um the depth self-love that you feel when you are really devoted even to one thing the way that that feeds you and nourishes you and does bring you back into a space of wholeness is really incredible so um yeah it's a question for myself that I ask you know how devoted am I to myself I know how devoted I am to my family but how devoted am I to myself how willing am I to love myself really I mean really Mm -hmm. (laughs) a big question (laughs) and again it can sound like something simple but you know it's it's a it's a really important reflection and I know that what we're offering is like it's a playground it's like a it's a lolly store full of possible possible strands that can lead you into that you know place of devotion and self-love and my God, so true. It's so true. And I was just reflecting on this beautiful quote that I love from Sarah Durham Wilson. She goes by Sarah Magdalene on uh, Instagram. I can't remember the exact words, but she basically says when a woman descends into herself, 
when a woman descends downward into herself, into her own body, she then has the capacity to ascend and for that to, that light that she brings to ripple outward. I'm completely just mashed that up. I'm sure that it's a completely different sentence to what I've just said. But essentially that self-love piece that you described to me is going inward to your temple space, being with your inner landscape, moving inwardly, and it's at that place when you really come to that inner sanctum that you find love and you feel love for yourself and you realise that all of that is one and the same. So that as you then rise and return into your world, you are able to ripple that outward mm. and then you have much more space and energy to hold others. Mm. I really am trying to remember it. I can't. Oh, I do remember it. When a woman descends into her body to heal herself, she then rises to heal the body of the world. Mm. Mm, so beautiful. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's to me at the core of what the temple space is about. It's not, you're broken and you need to be fixed. So come to us. <laughs> no. It's, Whatever it is that requires healing and a return to wholeness for yourself within, you can do that and we'll hold space for you as you descend in towards that, as you come into ceremony with that, as you sit with that. And then we'll also hold space for you as you rise mm -hmm. and you offer that healing outward and you participate in this human experience from a more loving space for yourself and for others. Absolutely. And doing that in community is something that is, um, is what we've always done. I know that, you know, many of us know that and have heard that many times. Um, but yeah, just the potency of coming together in a community, in a, in a safe and sacred and warm and welcoming, compassionate and loving space. I mean, that in itself is just such a gift. Mm -hmm. um, the foundation of that and then what we're offering on top of that in terms of everything we've just spoken about and the practices and what we remember I mean it's just yeah it's such a beautiful beautiful space for us to be in and it feels like such an important space for us to have to offer right now yeah and it's also selfishly a chance for me to be led by you. <laughs> <laughs> and the same. I'm so excited. I love how different we are and how similar we are. I know. At the same time, it's really such a beautiful compliment and um, it's such a fun space to be in too. Mm. I really found that during the gathering. It was such a fun space to be in. So there's yeah, there's lightness and there's depth and there's simplicity and then things can get, you know, um, yeah, not not complicated, but there is the capacity for us to go to those other places as well. It's just, it, yeah, there's so much there that we bring. It's beautiful. Yeah, and we also get to attune to what's happening with the cycles of the moon, what's happening astrologically, and it's not to say that we'll be hard and fast about this, but it's it's there's so much that gets woven into the temple space and I think that's really uh, a profound lesson for us all is that there is no one way or right way and what we'll be creating with the temple space is just whichever way 
our intuition guides us to bring it forward to you and to weave it through multiple golden threads into this beautiful tapestry. It's just the mystery of it all and that we're guided by something, but also not and we can show up and have whatever experience it is that our mind body heart wants to have in that moment and just receive and mm. receive and be in that energy and receive mm. I was just thinking earlier about um, some of the words that people offer back to us with these sort of journeys and there's often this sense of uh, I was feeling really heavy or I was feeling really closed and constricted and contracted or angry and now I feel fizzy or bright or alive or open or connected and there's always this exhale. There's this like, oh, yeah, this, mm -hmm. this. And this is why we're asking people to join us for a minimum of three months because we know that not long after you have that exhale, the real world comes in and, discombobulates us again and it's like oh hold on a minute back to the doing and the thinking so by being with us for a minimum of three months we want you to feel the late effect of that exhale mm -hmm. of that shift and return to expansion from contraction mm. yes yeah. I love that I'm like yes we just want you to come back and like recalibrate I yeah I see the temple space is like this beautiful, I mean, in my mind, if I was just going to explain it, like just this beautiful golden, pulsing, warm, sacred, delicious, delightful, beautiful space. And it doesn't go away, you know, like in the three months, it's sitting there, it's holding mm. us the whole time. So it's not even whilst you're with us in ceremony once per month, the holding it, it wraps around you. It's, it's an entity. It's a being that is in your world. And we get to come fully back into it once a month. And that is just so beautiful and so deep and nourishing and all the things we've spoken about. And then you go out into your life, but it's still there holding you. Yeah, that's right. And that coming back into it, um, it is. And that is exactly what you just said, why it's a minimum of three months. But that is so potent and so what is needed some place to land mm -hmm. that is really skillfully held that is really sacred that is intuitively led that is led by the cycles that is a mystery little mini school in itself it's um I get very excited thinking about <laughs> the fact that we are doing this and um, that it is not only a co-creation between you and I, but it's a co-creation, you know, with the divine feminine and all yeah. with the women that are coming. Every time I see a woman that's joining, I'm like, wow. And she's creating with us. Yep. Yep. That's so true. Creating with her. And it's, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. We are, we are all co-creating together. We're not your gurus. We're not your, <laughs> you know, we're your temple guides and space holders and we're here just to point the way and to invite you into something as opposed to preach and mm -hmm. tell you what to do. Yes. And we okay. have our first ceremony very soon, February 14th. Yes. Love day. <laughs> <laughs> I love we chose that date. I know. Well, I figured let's start with <laughs> loving on ourselves with the most powerful way we possibly can and under that energy is very special and I just wanted to share before we finish up just for those who maybe are kind of like yeah but what is it so it's a two and a half hour ceremony give or take you know we're not going to count minutes exactly but in that practice whoever is leading you will bring you into whatever the journey is for that particular day whatever the ceremony focus is 
and they will be threaded within that journey. Wisdom teachings, perhaps light language practices, perhaps womb yoga or breath work or any other form of movement or mudra, mantra, anything that um, allows us to take the teachings, take the wisdom and bring it into embodiment. And of course, each of us, Lauren and I, bring slightly different skill sets, as I've mentioned. So there might be other things that are peppered in there that will just show up as they're needing to show up. And I fully trust in that. And I fully trust in whatever is created. And of course, there's the intuitive part, which is where Lauren and I may tune into what's happening in the collective or what's happening with our group and respond to that. And I know what we're like. We'll probably throw in extra little things here and there because we just can't help it and want to share more. <laughs> so there'll probably be little bonus mini teachings or practices that you can take away and, and do. So it's once a month. The date is not set each month, so it, you'll be told in advance as to when the next date is so that you can show up live, hopefully, or do the replay. The membership is for three months at a minimum. It continues to roll after that. But, of course, you can come and go after that at any time you want. And anyone can join at any point. So if you join now, you receive the founding member price, which is stupidly only $44, (laughs) (laughs) which we'll talk about in a second very briefly. And then it goes up to $66 per month. So if you want to save a little bit of cash, then definitely join upfront. But if it's not the right timing for you, then of course, we welcome you in the future. And perhaps Lauren, would you like to share just briefly why we've chosen such a affordable price point for the temple space, even though in truth, it's probably worth hundreds. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you can really put any kind of value on it, to be honest with you. It's um, so incredibly precious and it is so valuable. So the $44 is not indicative of the value that you're receiving, but it was really important for us um, to have this be something that's inclusive for everybody. We really want you to join. We really, Claire and I are both doing this and I think that I can speak for you, honey, that we want this. That's also why we're doing this. We want to experience this, but yeah, I feel, yeah, there's like in this moment, there's this feeling of like I really want to love people up and myself included I want just so much want to create this beautiful nourishing space and yeah we want everybody to be able to say yes to that Um, and that's really feels very very important that it's a community that everybody has an opportunity to come into Um, it goes back straight away in my mind to Yeshua it's like this needs to be accessible and there's something that I feel is We've been guided to do that for a very particular reason. We need all the women that can come to come and to create this and to be having experiences and to be rippling that out into more lives, more families um, is really important. So Yeah, and it just, it's self-care. So self-love is self-care is self-responsibility. That's to me what's at the core here. It's, it's, um, if you really want to love yourself, there's a level of responsibility there. And then that is uh, directly feeding into that desire that I know so many listeners have, which is to make an impact in the world, mm-hmm. make yeah. an impact, make it, make change possible in a, in a way that's sustainable. And it, it may sound a little bit woo and spiritualized, but it actually does begin with us individually mm-hmm. and not as a selfish 
being, but as a sovereign being that understands that each other person is a sovereign being. And when we come home to ourselves and we come back to a state of wholeness through deep nourishment, we then are able to really make change Mm -hmm. because we understand ourselves, therefore we understand other people. Exactly. And that's what all the cycles do, which is another whole conversation I want to get into, but you understand your absolute magnificence through the journey of really understanding the cycles and discipline is in there somewhere again won't open that up but with self-love it's disciplined enough to actually do that for yourself to actually Mm -hmm. continue to say yes and discipline is a beautiful word it's been a bit you know but um yeah having that discipline and we're making it possible that you know that that can happen Oh, my God, we need to stop because we could keep going for hours. (laughs) Thank you, honey. Such a beautiful conversation. I'm so excited to be creating this, and I'm so excited for all of you who are saying yes, and we can't wait to welcome you and share this incredible space with you. Amen to all of that. Welcoming all of you, especially those who are still sitting on the fence, who have forgotten to sign up, who are not interested just yet. We see you. We love you. We are so grateful for you. And thank you for allowing us to plug into your ears and your heart and hopefully share something that's landed, even if it's one word, phrase or idea. Thank you for being here. And thank you, Lauren. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Woman Awake. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most. If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.